Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps, an audio postcard from the fabulous Las Vegas Strip. I'm Stephen Maggi. Do you love the movies? What do you always remember from a favorite film? Could be the acting, could be the location, or maybe it's the music. And if that sounds like you, you'll love what's coming to the Smith Center on March the 12th as the great Giada Valenti presents songs from the movies. You'll hear from Giada about this concert, her incredible career, and more. And you'll also hear from our regulars. Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com will update you on the development of the soon-to-be biggest resort in downtown, the Circa. Brett Maley of Pawn Stars is back with the Vegas Art Minute. Brett, as a renowned art appraiser, discusses how he needs to be careful to not overpromise with sales suggestions. Michael Shackelford, also known as the Wizard of Odds, is here as well. This week, Michael warns about a real issue in casinos and sportsbooks, gambling addiction. Finally, America's first master sommelier, Eddie Osterlin, is here discussing wine tasting that educates as well. We've only just begun to live A kiss for luck and we're on our way We've only just begun Before the rising sun we fly. Imagine mixing a great world-class singer with those great memories you have from movies because movies are one of the things that we always remember throughout our lives. We have an opportunity for that here in Las Vegas in a great venue with me. Giada Valenti is with us, a fantastic world-class singer. She's going to be at the Myron Cabaret Jazz part of the Smith Center, which is a great, best part of the whole thing. It's smaller, but the acoustics are incredible. On Thursday, March 12th at 8 o'clock, welcome. We are excited to have you here. I'm even more excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about the movies, do you think, that just excites people. Everybody remembers, you know, yeah. those are great movies, but we all remember the songs. If you say The Graduate, right away you hear Mrs. Robinson or whatever the song is, you know, you, you can't think of the Titanic without thinking of Celine Dion singing that song. That's all right. Yes, all right. I think because, I mean, we the, the song stays with us. We all have a memory with who we are going to the, to see the movie or what happened in our life when the movie was famous and that song was playing on the radio. And those memories, I think, they stick with us more than, I think, the movie, the story, because the story is not our story, but the song became our story because it became a part of it. This, this was for me. I mean, I know exactly which movie was released when I was a teenager and which song was in the movie. And so, I mean... And I'm so excited about this new show because, I mean, I'm preparing it, of course, and I'm putting videos of the movie. And to see again some clips of the movie and hear the music again, it brings back memory. That's what the sounds from the movies do. They brings back memory. Well, what are some of the songs we're going to hear? Because I'm excited about this. Oh. Like you say, I, I always associate the two. I'm very <laughs> musically connected to that I kind of thing. Remember. 
It's everything. It's, it's, I go from uh, back to modern time with Charlie Chaplin and you hear Smile. Uh, you hear Amado Mio from the movie Gilda. But then we go back until nowadays. I mean, of course, there are some uh, sounds from A Pretty Woman, my favorite movie. There is uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, a movie that we still love. There is uh, also some from The Greatest Showman from A Star is Born, which I have to decide if I want to do the Barbara Streisand version of a song from Lady Gaga. We are, we are, I'm working with this new uh, Ranger, we might be thinking maybe we combine all the songs with a tribute to the Star is Born. And I've heard that there was even a version of a Star is Born in, with, with uh, Judy Garland, right? Yeah, absolutely. In the 40, 30, 60 years. So, I, I, so it, it's a collection. It's too difficult to say. It's a little bit of everything. There is also some from, uh, from the movie that they just made about Freddie Mercury. I'm, I'm obsessed with, uh, with Queen. And uh, oh, so yeah. there is one song of them. It's, it's a mix of magic. And there's a song from West Side Story. How can you miss a West Side Story? That's the problem. My musical director said, listen, the show is like an hour and a half. We cannot do four days because you can go. I think I have a list of 78 songs oh. from movies. So if we all encore, we might the just Godfather, get one. The <laughs> Godfather, Cinema Paradiso. Oh, there is a, I mean, come on. The story of your whole career, as I see it, is versatility. <laughs> the fact that you can do a Queen, a Freddie Mercury song, and then move it in with The Star is Born and all these different things. It's incredible. I, 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 I see music in a different way than maybe some other people do. Because sometimes I say, which kind of music do you sing? I say, the one I like. Yeah. For me, music doesn't have a, a, an era. A song is a beautiful song now, and it could have been written in 1920, 30, 40, 50, or 2020. If a song is good... A song is good. I sing also recent song because some people say that the music nowadays is not good. It's not true. In my PBS special that I filmed a couple of years back, I put a song of Christina Perry, which would be in the also in the in the in the show. It's called A Thousand Years. Christina was 22 when she wrote it for the for the Twilight Saga for the kids. The kids, the the young kids, they know the song. The song is beautiful. And when I put it on my PBS special. One of the best reactions was from all the people saying to me how beautiful was the song because it's a song about love. And if you are inspired by love, we are inspired by something that, that is personal. That, those sentiments never change. You like doing that, don't you? Where you I, take something and kind of bring the song that my kids would know and I wouldn't and go, wow, what is that? Oh, it actually was yeah. a hit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's beautiful. And the other way around. I mean, I, I've been performing in some theaters and uh, in some of the theaters, the, the guys that do the light and the sound are trainees. So they are students of university. Normally, some of the theaters are attached to university. And I've been doing a song, I don't know, that a song of the Bee Gees, I remember, at the time for mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Fever. And those kids came to me and said, I love that song. Did you wrote the song? I'm like, <laughs> the Bee Gees wrote it. They don't even know who the Bee Gees were. So I included the story in my show. And I see all those kids, they discovered this music that from a generation long before them. And they still love it. A good song, it's a good song. More with singing sensation Giada Valenti in just a moment. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Today we discuss something to look forward to. I saw your update on the Circa. Looks like this really, based on your pictures and stuff, they're really making a lot of progress. They're right on time for the end of this year. Yeah, Circa is amazing because they have uh, a little behind-the-scenes uh, part of this. Is It's a new resort downtown. Used to be where the Las Vegas Club was, Glitter Gold Strip Club, uh, and Mermaid. So a lot of people miss those places, but believe me, this is going to more than make up for what they've taken away. And uh, uh, they're building a floor a week, which is absolutely amazing to me. They're more than halfway done now. 
And Circa's going to kind of be this bridge between downtown, grittier, value kind of oriented place and the Strip. Golden Nugget's uh, kind of the epitome of that now where it's you kind of get the full resort experience. It's not the Strip. They're, you're not going to see a Cirque show there, but it's pr- probably the best downtown. Well, I think Circa is going to surpass Golden Nugget. Uh, I work down downtown, all fair disclosure about that, but objectively speaking, I think Circa is going to be fun because they're really orienting that place to a sports better, to an old school gambling kind of visitor player. Uh, they're going to have bars. And the part I, I really love is that they're bringing back Vegas Vicky, uh, an iconic sign that was on Fremont Street over Glitter Gold's, the CD strip club. Circa's bringing it back. They're going to make it a big part of their lobby design. Um, and on my blog, I showed kind of my uh, guess, best guess of where this thing's going to sit, and it's 40 feet tall. So it's actually going to go through a hole in the roof of the casino. Uh, it's going to be one of the few two-floor casinos in Las Vegas. The uh, the D is the other one with two floors. But I think people are going to love to see Vegas Vicky come back. They're going to love. They're just going to love the games. There's like 1,300 plus slot machines. It's a one-block space. Oh, and uh, you didn't ask about this, but uh, the parking garage, usually not a big talking point for a casino, but they're calling it the Garage Mahal. It is very much set up to accommodate rideshare, the first of its kind. Um, So Lyft and Uber, people that are being delivered through those rideshare services are going to absolutely love it because this whole parking structure, nine-floor parking structure is set up to really accommodate rideshare. And that I think that's very forward-thinking because nobody else is doing it. Everybody else in town is making it hard to get rideshare. I'm like, that is genius. Make it easy for people to get there because once you got them there, they're going to do your stuff. They're going to go to your restaurants, play your games. They're going to stay in your hotel. So I think Circa's it's making huge progress very quickly. That's going to open in December of 2020. The Circa is expected to open up in December. Scott will be back again next week. Remember to check out VitalVegas.com every day. When it comes to Vegas, Scott is the best source in the town. You can also follow Vital Vegas on social media. They are everywhere. More with singing sensation Giada Valenti in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Giada Valenti, who stars in Songs from the Movies on March 12th at 8 p.m. at the Smith Center. Il est entre dans mon cœur Une part de bonheur Dont je connais la cause 
Well, that's when they say like the Great American Songbook. I think that's why guys like Rod Stewart and Paul McCartney all want to take a shot at it because that music is great, and it's just a matter of putting your own spin on it. It's, it's I always say it's timeless beauty. Music is is like love. It's timeless beauty. Never change. Never change. And 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 I mean the lyrics, the melodies. You said that you give a new spin. Of course, I give a new spin. First of all, I have this Italian accent. So if you hear whatever song I sing for you, it's gonna sound new to you because you never heard it with my accent even though they told me I lose it when I sing it but still is in there and and I like to to change the arrangement I'm collaborating with a dear friend of mine who is a very famous uh, conductor and arranger in Sicily by yeah. the way and uh, I'm doing more and more stuff with him and he will be uh, my guest doing with me uh, the Smith Center and it's going to be a beautiful collaboration of two Italian person and it's funny how me and him being Italian we give a spin that probably is going to be and America would never do, you know, your own American songbook for us. Yeah. Is, 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 we put some Italian soul on it, and it's, it's going to be interesting. It's interesting working on this project. Well, and again, I was reading through your bio, and I have to ask you, they go, oh, talks about your wide range of uh, stylings. And you did songs from The Carpenters and from yeah. The Doors. And I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, you can't get any more uh, yeah. opposite than that. It's true. I, I, Light my fire. I mean, come on. That song is it's it's, it's yeah. one of the most beautiful love song I ever written. Like, come on, baby, light my fire. And then you go to Karen Carpenter. For me, one mm-hmm. of the best voices we have, uh, God have created. The the, the the and the song. I mean, he, she and Richard they wrote some some songs that are spectacular. So, and and you know, uh, were music that my parents loved. So when yeah. when when my parents were playing the music, I mean. It's it's so beautiful for me. I told you I'm eclectic. I uh, I even do songs that uh, you were not expecting from me to do completely because maybe they were done by a, a man. I, it's not in the song of the movie. I don't sing that song, but I I did uh, the song "Time in a Bottle" Jim Croce, yeah. which was a big surprise for everybody. I recorded actually as a single. Will come out uh, I think uh, this summer, and it's beautiful to see how that song is kind of forgotten. But when yeah. I performed at Carnegie Hall uh, last October, last year in October, and I remember. After the show, people saying, "Gosh, I forgot the beauty of that song." Oh, I love the fact that you're doing that because I love Jim Croce, and I think oh. he's kind of underappreciated. You yes. know, he's taken from us much too soon. But it's great. That is a wonderful oh. song, and I would love Such to hear your take beauty. on that. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah, and you've worked with people in the business. I, I saw some of the names: your music director and uh, so forth. These people have worked with the best, and oh, yeah. it's got to be exciting for you to kind of what can they do with somebody like yourself who can do so many things with a song. I mean, I'm always say, uh, it doesn't matter how good you are. You have, always have to try to work with people that are even better than you. So you stretch yourself and you challenge yourself. I think from challenging yourself, that's where you get some magic things happening. And working with Greg Field, who won eight Grammy, I mean, was uh, was a producer of most of my songs. I'm, I'm collaborating now with Jorge Calandrelli, 23 Grammy nomination. He's the musical director of Tony Bennett. Only to sit on the piano and have him play a song and the magic of those fingers, the way he sees music, the, the stories because you should imagine when you work with people of that caliber yeah. they have story to share with you that they're such, such an enrichment for me as a person on a personal level and uh, um, of course they give you advice that you will never know one of the greatest things I remember I've learned Phil Ramon was a dear friend of mine mm. Phil Ramon was 
I think he won like 20 or no, 14 Grammy. Yeah. You know, he was the producer. Almost all the iconic songs we love of Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald. And I remember the first time I performed for him with him was uh, in New York City. And after my performance or Caruso, I remember, was the song Caruso and was just a week after Luciano Pavarotti died and, 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 uh, and Phil Ramon had produced all the Pavarotti and friends with uh, Luciano. He came to me with tearing eyes and he said, that was so beautiful. And I remember telling him, I said, Phil, you heard this song done by Luciano Pavarotti, by Lucio Dalla, by The Greatest, and you tell my version is beautiful. I mean, I'm nobody. At the time, I really, I was just moved to New York, and I remember he said something that stayed with me. To be great, you don't need to be famous. Greatness is something you have it or you don't have it. For me, it was the greatest compliment. And really, Phil was somebody that he was working with the best. And if we were walking together in New York City and somebody was playing a, like a an homeless musician playing on the street or wherever, you know, in New York, we have those people that plays on the street. Phil was stopping and giving compliments to them because he said they may be nobody to the world, but that's a great musician. That's a great singer. And that's a, that says something about the person himself. Definitely. Yeah, right? is, there is a certain amount of truth to that, isn't there, oh. really? That for all the talented stars and names we know, there's lots of people out there that have that same talent that, for whatever reason, they never can't get discovered. It's true. And, and you know, uh, it's funny because sometimes you see on YouTube those videos, they put uh, famous people on a corner of a street. Mm-hmm. playing or singing nobody even pay attention you put that maybe that two days later they go to Carnegie Hall and they spend two hundred thousand dollars to see him and it, it's I'm always say is a this is what I wanted to say with Phil Ramon. Sometimes people don't appreciate the greatness of certain artists because maybe they're not mainstream famous and in the other hand because pe- people tend to to do you think that all the people that they're super famous are super great I don't think so yeah, it, again, <laughs> part of it is just kind of one of those things that I don't know. if it works, but what, what I like about your thing and what everybody has told me about, like you're back to Carnegie Hall and so forth, it's not just the singing. It's all about, uh, you're, um, you're into the presentation, right? There's a feeling. I mean, people always say, like, wow, there was a, a, a quality and elegance to the, bro- to, uh, as I say, to the broadcast, because that's my feel. But really, there's, there is a certain elegance that you get oh, there thanks. that's... Is is naturally appealing. They tell me all the time. One of the things I do on stage is that, but I mean, I'm always done it ever since ever since I can remember I tell stories I mean we all love the music but we all want to know they, the audience love to hear why I'm doing that song what is special about the song and while you do that they think about their special memories of about the song and I, I'm a good storyteller and most of all I mean the, I think music is communication communication of emotions and I approach a song as a story it's the story I'm telling More from singing superstar Giada Valenti in just a moment. Time now for your Vegas Art Minute with Brett Maley, art appraiser from Pawn Stars and a co-owner of Art Encounter, the great fine art gallery in Las Vegas. As you know, Brett is happy to offer an opinion on pieces of art you might be considering from other vendors, but there is a caveat. Well, I would assume, too, as an appraiser, you got to be a little more conservative on that because there are so many variables that... You do the best you can, but you never try to promise somebody, like, don't worry, in 10 years this will be worth millions. Right, and that's why we're always very careful because we are in the retail business as well. We very rarely talk about art as an investment because just like anything else, it's beholden to the economy and things. There are very few artists that are recession-proof. And, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't want to make promises. You, you, you know, as an appraiser, too, I have an ethical liability to, you know, to, to, to work with my clients and to, again, not – 
uh, not overestimate or even underestimate. Just the value is the value, and that's what I espouse. You can visit Brett at Art Encounter, and if you mention that you heard about Art Encounter on Vegas Never Sleeps, they're going to send a limo to pick you up at your hotel. More with singing sensation Giada Valenti in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. I'm Bobby Brooks Wilson, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Today's show is brought to you in part by 360debtfree.com. Do you think a 30-year mortgage is necessary to own a home? Well, then think again. You can have all your debts, including your mortgage, paid off as early as five to seven years. Find out how. Go to 360debtfree.com and get your free ebook, Turn Your Debt Into Wealth. That's 360debtfree.com. You are listening to Giada Valenti, who's appearing on March 12th at 8 p.m. at the Smith Center in Songs from the Movies. You are my one love My life I live for you I have but one heart To give to you Now let's talk about your uh, coming from Venice, because you know I'm an Italian too, so I'm fascinated yeah. by this. But you're a real Italian. They look at me and what go, "Yeah, real you're not. Italian. You're somebody real. <laughs> real Italian is somebody born there." I I've got all the roots, but uh, I can tell you an anecdote <laughs> about that. I mean, I moved to New York City uh, uh, 17 years ago. Born and raised in Italy, I had lived in another country, in London, in Amsterdam. I did a first concert in New York City. I remember we sold out at the Capo Theater. The whole audience were Italian-American. I remember at a meet and greet, I was shaking hands with people. First of all, when they put the lights on, all the faces of the people in the audience looked like they were family to me. <laughs> There's something like you. Yeah, we have an Italian kind of way of being. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the, at the meet and greet, having people that said, you know, I'm Italian too. And I was asking, where are you from? I said, well, I don't remember where my grandparents from. I've never been to Italy. I don't speak Italian, but I'm Italian. And I always say in Italy and all over my story, I, that night, the first concert I remember, I became proud of my Italian heritage because I said, those people have never been to Italy. They don't speak Italian. They're more proud of being Italian than I am. I never felt anything for being Italian. So you guys, like you said, not real Italian. You made it special for me the fact that you're still so in love with your Italian heritage well it's a great culture I remember growing up in that and the interesting part is a couple of my best friends were both Sicilian and what I found out was we were both Italians but there's a big difference between Sicily and where my relatives come from which is in the Tuscany area Toscana Toscani like uh, Mr. Bocelli I mean you know what it is it's in in Italy we just see each other like a big thing, big pots of pasta, right. north and south. Sometimes it's more people. One, one of the first questions that you ask people when we are in America, oh, Italian, where are you from? So, and you are from Sicily. I, I, I don't think it's any different. I mean, the country is different. The, the, the food is different, yeah. but the culture is the same. Actually, I'm from Venice, so I'm from the north. And I must say some of my Italian friends sometimes say, oh, Sicilian is like. And, <laughs> yeah. and me, I'm like, it's not, I, I don't see it like that. I yeah. think we are citizens of Italy, citizens of the world. We are all the same. Actually, personally, Neapolitan and Sicilian are the most uh, colorful 
gesturing people. I love them. Well, I used to like to go there on New Year's Eve because these people had fun. I mean, oh, my, my relatives weren't quite that effusive, oh. but they oh, had fun. <laughs> and it's funny how they say we talk with hands, and I'm always saying, no, it's not true. Until one day I was in Italy, I remember, on the train with my husband. My husband is Dutch, he's from Amsterdam. And uh, we, we, the train is about to depart, and we are sitting on the train, and I look, uh, we just came from Amsterdam with the train, where people were waiting and standing and talking to each other, not moving hands, and suddenly we are in Italy, departing to go back to Amsterdam. So no sound, I look at the window, and I see the Italian. They're not talking like this. There was all a gesture with hands. You could understand. You said, ah, me, you, you. Oh, you. I said to my husband, you're right. Look how much movement in those people. So we are very, we, once they made me do a promo on PBS and they decided it was nice to do with a cup of coffee. This is Giada Valenti. Thank you for watching PBS. And suddenly the director said to my husband, why is she moving the cups? Why is she moving so much? So I said, because she's Italian. She needs to talk with the cups. So they took away the cups for me. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And let's talk about a little. I know you, you did some blogging for Huffington Post about that, uh, the Italian lifestyle, and also the food. I mean, oh, there food. is nothing like Italian food. Best, best food in the world. You grew up eating a lot of pasta. I, don't, I look at you and say, I, I don't know how. Cause, uh, Actually, I'm trying to avoid carbs, but I can't. It's like uh, I'm made of carbs. But uh, they say carbs are bad, proteins and salads yeah. are better, but I'm like, always like – Pasta and bread are the best thing. And, and yeah. I love to eat. I love to cook. And I love, what I love about Italian food, and that's why I'm very passionate about, is the simplicity. And actually, you don't gain weight if you eat the Italian weight. When we go to Italy to spend uh, three weeks, one month with my parents, we lose weight comparing to what we eat in America. Because it's a no-proceeds food, so everything is made from scratch. If we made pasta, we made it only with tomato sauce and some Parmesan cheese and olive oil and garlic. There is no butter. There is no meat. There's, so it's the simplicity of it. So I'm always saying, I'm very seriously, I eat pasta even though I should not. And I don't gain weight most of the time because of the simplicity. I don't put, uh, you should not combine proteins and, 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 and we can go into a completely different things. <laughs> and my grandmother used to say, if the recipe has more than four ingredients, not, com- not counting oil and salt, is a piece of crap. That's what <laughs> wow. all the best yeah. recipe have four ingredients max and then salt and pepper and olive oil. But the ingredient has to be no more than four. And it's true. Well, I know there is one dessert that you're famous for, oh, yeah. tiramisu, and everybody loves tiramisu, but boy, when you can find somebody that can really make that, there's a big <laughs> difference in that. <laughs> it's funny that you said it. Yeah, they call me the queen of tiramisu. I made a pretty good ones because, I mean, uh, I, I have a secret, and my secret, I'm always say less sugar, less is more. Sometimes when you find a dessert, especially tiramisu, not good, it's because most of the time, yes, too much sugar. So my proportion are very Italian, so there is less sugar than most of the people, and it's funny because I made it... I. I do also cooking class sometimes, teaching people to make tiramisu. And March, um, uh, actually coming up, March 14, first day mm-hmm. of spring, is March 14, or March 21, right? The first day of spring. Yeah. Is National Tiramisu Day. And oh. it started three years ago. And the first tiramisu day, I was invited in New York City to mm-hmm. make it for uh, a group of people and teach them how to make it for tiramisu day. It was the first tiramisu day ever. And I made it. And at the end of my lessons, the people from Italy, the store, the mm-hmm. famous store, the pastry chef came and he said, I want to try the one you made. Because of course they were serving the one made the days before to the people. He tried mine and he said, yours is better. What is the secret? They said, the secret is less sugar. That's right. Because the sweetness still comes out, but it doesn't yeah. overwhelm you. Yeah. yeah. Too much salt or too much sugar ruined the food or too much oil, too much butter. Everything should be in good proportion. 
I'm very passionate about it. I can go home forever. <laughs> I like, and I know you're right because there's nothing like people that have gone over and spent time there. Uh, I have a friend that actually lived over there working at a company, and he said the one thing you can find is you can go to these small little restaurants and you'll have a pasta meal you won't believe in it. And, Relatively inexpensive and just incredible. And like you say, it, it's the simplicity that really is. That's the key. Uh, sometimes I have friends that they invite me for dinner or lunch and they said, can you cook something for us? Of course, they prepare the ingredients and I cook. Most of the time I make pasta. And, and they are stupefied to see the simplicity, how, how delicious the food has, uh, is, the taste, and the three or four ingredients I use and that's it. Yeah. I mean, try to just take some garlic and put and bake it with some olive oil, and then you put fresh tomato sauce. Make sure there is no much sugar in the tomato sauce, and then you had a pasta and parmesan cheese. It's the best meal you will ever have, and you don't gain weight. Absolutely. Well, and I'll tell you, just the parmesan cheese alone, I'd be happy. I oh, love that stuff. yeah, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think when people come to see you, they're going to get all the, the feel of you as a person. And part of this is, is I read through all your stuff, and, and having met you now a couple of times, I think gratitude seems like the word. You seem like somebody, and I guess you got that you said from your grandmother. My grandma. I, I close my show with something that really shaped me as an artist. My grandmother, she was a singer, but of course she didn't have a career because she had seven kids at the time. But still, she never left the music. She was singing, giving lessons, and she's the one who discovered my talent. And when I was a little girl, she said something. She said to me, when she discovered the passion I have for music, because I was always into music, she said, if one day I would be so lucky to do what I love so much, music. She said, don't you ever forget to be grateful for each and every person that would come to your concert, that would buy your CD. That would... She didn't know about PBS, but she would have said the pledge for your PBS special. She writes you a letter because she said, if it wasn't for them, you will be singing in the shower. How true is that? I mean, talent is a God-given thing. And mm-hmm. I, I am, I'm aware of that. I mean, uh, could have been born without what I can do. But gratitude is something that uh, you have to have. Every artist, every artist, I mean, from, and, and I can tell you, you can see in Tony Bennett, he's grateful yeah. from his audience. But sometimes nowadays you see some people that just think like very arrogant. You know, I'm famous because I'm great. No, you're famous because you are great, you're good, and that is not you, it's being given to you by somebody else. You are famous because the people love you. More from singer and incredible entertainer Giada Valenti in just a moment. Time now for statistician, actuary, an expert in gaming odds and probabilities, Michael Shackelford, also known as the Wizard of Odds. This week, the Wizard discusses a real problem for some gamblers, addiction. And there are people that literally have addictions to this, right? I mean, and and they need to stay away. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I would... so if you feel you might be addicted, like if, if you have lost, if you're in the hole and you have to get out of that hole, that's not a healthy feeling. Your feeling should be, I'm in the hole. I don't want to get deeper in the hole. I'm going to walk away and, and clear my head for a while. But I absolutely recognize that there are problem gamblers. If, if you're a compulsive gambler, don't follow my advice. Just don't play at all. The Wizard will return again next week. More with singing sensation Giada Valenti in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. 
You are listening to Giada Valenti, who stars in Songs from the Movies on March 12th at 8 p.m. at the Smith Center. Other dancers may be on the floor Dear, but my eyes will seal you Only you have the magic technique Well, which way I go with I can hear the sound of There are some people out there that just never oh. get that break. So you got to be thankful to say, wow, I got the opportunity to do what I love. Absolutely. You have to work for it because I'm always saying chances don't come to you. You have to go looking for chances. But... You have to be grateful. At certain point, and I mean, listen, I'm not mainstream famous. There are so many people that don't know me. So I'm working and struggling every day, one fans at the time, one soul at the time. I, I, the only thing you can do as an artist is do what you love, put everything you have. And I'm always say, if you give love, love will come back to you. And it's the same thing. If you put out there good music, people will find it. And that's what I do every day. I, I'm happy when I get three new followers on uh, on my Instagram, <laughs> right. on my Facebook. People People that really said, I love your music. I mean, which is it's very, it's very special for me. I'm very grateful for that. Well, whether it's working with Pacelli or performing at Carnegie Hall, I imagine each time you do one of those things, it's like, wow, look where I'm at. Thank God. Thank, right. <laughs> thank everybody that comes out Absolutely. here. I, I mean, it's, uh, I, I'm always saying, I'm very, I'm very with my feet on the ground. I have my head on the clouds because I'm a big dreamer. I have big dreams and I'm always... I'm 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 very not grounded with my head because I have dreams that if I tell you you're like you're never gonna do that. Said so why say why not? But with my feet I'm on the floor. I'm I'm realistic. I know that life is tough. It's tough for me. Like I'm always shares the the toughness of my life because I don't want people to believe that yeah. the artist or me or whoever we're talking they have the perfect life. None of us have. Well, perfect you had life. a big health scare that you know. Oh. You could have died. And yeah. again, like you say, like, okay, then that means every yeah. moment here I got to really yeah. not take Every day can be the last one. I mean, I struggle with that. And I see all my, the struggling, also struggling with my health. So I think it's now six years ago. I, I should have not been here. I should have been dead. But I, I see that all the struggling, it was a, a lesson I've learned. It was a, it's a blessing. It's been a blessing because it made me realize we are here for a time being. So we have to make every day count. Every every. Day is an opportunity to do something you you may not be able to do it tomorrow. So we have to grab it and we have to do it. And, I, and then and and uh, but I always say because I mean I receive so many messages from fans that they are struggling. And the most beautiful things for me, I mean, I have people uh, actually they are in one, one specific guy I'm thinking is in England, mm-hmm. and he's suffering of depression. And he said finding my music and finding my spirit and being friends with me on Facebook, I communicated with him, took him away from, he was really, he was suicidal. And he said, talking to you, and he picked up music again because of me. Because one day he said, you know, I was a musician. said, what do you mean I was? You are. Music, you still have it. So he's now writing, he's singing again. And he was suicidal. Can you believe what music or what a, a... a moment of my life meant for him because I remember receiving that email, that message in, and writing back. It took me a couple of days and I read it. I said, is it true? And I became friends with this person and I took him out of his misery like many is, people did with me. What a great gift, right, to you. It I is. mean, to be able to do that is a wonderful it's, thing. And I think we can all do We don't have to be famous. We don't have to be artists. We don't have to. We just need a second to, to open our eyes and look around. There's so many people in need and we can all help. Well, we can all add with something. It's going to be Thursday, March 12th at 8 o'clock over at Myron Cabaret Jazz at the Smith Center. It, 
before we go, can you just say how great that place is to play? Because I think people that haven't seen it really need to go out there. It's really, yeah, they call, actually it's a jewel, that place. They call it the Carnegie Hall of the West. For me, it's even better than Carnegie Hall. Can we say that? Or am I going to have Carnegie Hall uh, suing me? I love that place. Yeah. The sound, the light, the people, the atmosphere. It's a jewel. So the, the Myron, the Smith Center too. I, I, uh, I mean, I see in concert, the big room is, uh, both rooms, the whole complex is a jewel so if they never been they can come to see me or anything uh, that place they it's funny i'm surprised that some people in vegas they've never been there they have to go it's the best place a- absolutely town. and people to visit need to kind of think about staying there i mean i'm unfortunately uh here with uh there's three of us here my producer as well and i'm the only one that hasn't played there right. so oh. <laughs> i would love to play there you have just, to uh, it's just to listen a- to me talk doesn't necessarily need that great acoustics <laughs> But to go see you, or when John's with the honorifics, it's really worth the time. Uh, if people want to follow you, because I think you're well worth following and want to know what you're up to, where can we go online? They can go on my website, which is jadavalenti.com, and you spell Jada, G-I-A-D-A, Valenti, V-A-L-E-N-T-I.com. And, uh, oh yeah, and we, you forgot to tell, you asked me something. I'm going every year talking about food. I go every year, I take a group of fans and friends, whoever wants to come to Italy. And this year is happening in October. I take them to Venice, Florence, yours, Florence, wow. and Rome. We have cooking class, wine tasting, one concert, visiting, and we are going to spend 10 days together. So if they want information for that, they have to go do it together with Perillo Tool. They can go on viavalenti.com, which is V I A Valenti, V A v-a-l-e-n-t-i dot com and they find all the trip and they can join me you should come too by the way I'd love to and you too I mean there's <laughs> some other people in the industry everybody should come here Giada thank you so much love to have you on again when the next go around but right now we're going to go see you on March the 12th thanks again thank you so much it's been a pleasure time now for a visit with Eddie Osterlin America's first master sommelier Eddie says that wine tasting is not just opening bottles but the idea is to put some kind of intellectual theme into your tasting so that when the people come over, you go, you know, we're going to learn the difference between a $10 cab, a $20 cab, and a $30 cab. And I'm going to teach you how to recognize what, what you get, what you pay f- is what you pay for it. And, you know, as I said, the three times more expensive wine is not three times better. But it's better enough, and you need to make sure that you buy wines that show off or identify the wine's value. If you leave it up to them, they, know, they may not do that. So you need to think it well out. And if you don't know how to do that, well, that's why you need to bond with the psalm and become friends with the psalm. Because he or she will tell you, Steve, here's what you need to buy for your party. And maybe they'll come out and do the party for you. So you don't have to do, you don't have to, as I said, you just need to know one to, to make it happen. Don't try to, unless wine's your hobby. And most people don't have time to study wine. Uh, I've studied it all my life. You don't have time to do that. So the idea is put, put the onus of that on somebody else. Pay them to come and do your tasting. And um, everyone will learn something fabulous. And it won't be a, a boozing and schmoozing cocktail party. It will be a real educational wine tasting. Thanks, Eddie. Join us again next week. You'll meet Jim Quinn, an attorney who battled owners in baseball, football, basketball, and hockey to make sure the players got their fair share of the billions of dollars in pro sports. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Vegas, here we go!